All right, so welcome back to part two of Psychopathy and the New Totalitarianism. Um, it's a long article. Um, sorry if I'm jumbled up some of it, but I'm going to put this on my uh, Facebook page of the Informed Catholic. You're going to check it out. And um, you can read it yourself. It's worth reading. I really encourage you to read it. It's long, I know, but let's face it, this is something we're going we're gonna to be facing now. We're living in that culture now. This is the, the culture we're living in now. It's a false reality that these people, the, the people in um, Antifa and Black Lives Matter and many of the college and universities, this is it. And unfortunately, what gave them greater power is the social network. People like Mike Zuckerberg and all the others, they created this reality. He lived, they, they live in it. And so they, they knew, they knew that a lot of these young people live in this false reality and they're going to maintain it. So this is something we're going to have to fight now. And what we have to hope for that eventually it will fall apart because the Frankenstein monster that they're creating is going to turn on them. And the problem is that this Frankenstein monster is going to find out that it's its feet are made of clay, just as the creator, the reality, the, who created this reality, these people, social media network are going to find out that their world is made of clay. Okay, it's not based on good, proper philosophy and and wisdom. It's a feat of clay, and it's going to fall apart, but. It's going to be a Frankenstein monster that's going to turn on them and it's going to rip them to pieces because they sold a fantasy to these people. And once these people figure out, once these people turn on them, who, the, who there's nowhere for them to go for help. The only thing left is for those of us who have been living, living under their their terror, have to take back our world, take back the country, take back the government and, 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 and establish, the, uh, establish the, 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 the civilization that we know is based on reality. And the, we got to make sure these people don't come back because one of the problem is, is they have to wind up creating a new reality, a new false reality. All right, so let's continue. Psychopathy and a pseudo reality. Now that we have established that an ideological pseudo reality is all but distant, once it starts gaining sway and power to head towards caprice, abuse, and totalitarianism of the most pernicious, dangerous, and evil forms, and to the death of civilization and massive numbers of their inhabitants, if unchecked, early enough in their progression, we need to pause to understand another fine point that bears on the entire analysis. If we take a step back to consider our delusional cult cultists upon which the entire analysis began, we can glean another important point about the nature of ideological pursuit of realities that has been repeatedly intimidated so far. That is, this it is easy to perceive that this hypothetical person not only might be 
properly a psychopathic in a certain degree if he is creating a cult ideology and attended pseudo reality pseudo reality is not the domain of the sane by definition and wishing to enforce one's pathologies upon others for its own benefits especially through manipulation of their vulnerabilities it is near to to a simple general definition of psychopathy as one could could hope to read all right the the sad problem is is that it's people like mike zuckerberg you know he he lives in that reality he lives in that false world and he has to maintain it and it's people in twitter it's people i mean look you saw what they did this summer they tore down statues why because they know that the party they belong to is the party of of the uh the that 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 is a party of slavery that is the party of oppression but again like it's it, that was a false reality that they lived in the idea that one race is superior to another race so they wound up recreating themselves again they don't like to live by moral constructs and rules because the truth is they're immoral people they always flee from it the people of the south who who embraced slavery and wanted and wanted to believe that there was a false race and there was a a, a superior race it's the same thing with hitler he created his own re, he created his own reality that was false eventually it turned on him the whole world doesn't doesn't think that way and the problem is is that they wound up uh the same party was susceptible to marxism was susceptible to darwinianism it was susceptible to atheism and they keep they keep embracing it and the problem is we because we live in a society that believes that one has a right to believe whatever they want to believe though we disagree with them we we simply figured well it's it will just tolerate their existence because that's what the Constitution says. But the question is, is that really true? We know in Catholicism, no, you're not free to believe whatever you want to believe because it's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not a healthy thing. It's not a healthy thing to for a person because eventually what happens is it becomes a disease. It becomes a spiritual disease, uh, intellectually, socially, morally, you know, and it causes a problem. It starts building up. It does, you know, heresy never really disappears. It keeps coming back over and over again. You know? All right. Um, okay, so we go in here. We read this part here. Um, okay. Psych psychopathic ideology will engender a number of predictable self-concentrating consequences. For one thing, they will be they will by their nature attract they will by their nature attract and channel the the vision of like minded people, like minded psychopathic opportunists, grifters, who will form the core of the developing party. They will also uh degrade psychological capacity of anyone. Okay, uh, hold on here.
okay, comes in contact with Ali for against it. This is done through demoralization of a variety of forms, including para-moralizing, ostracization, dialectical trappings, and the highly useful tactic of employing reversive blockades, which obliterate anyone's ability to know the truth about reality by forcing distortions from pseudo reality upon them, which prevents their reversion towards sanity and out of the clutches of the pseudo reality and its paralogic and paramorality. These tend to result in people not being able to discern what is true any longer and to assume the truth, whether uh, material or moral, must be somewhere in between where they were before and uh, where they were before and the pseudo real assertion being forced upon them. One will immediately notice that this necessarily moves the target further away from reality as the new position will be, will be some blend of the person's former belief and assertion out of pseudo reality. One will notice that it is manipulation and when paramoralizing is involved a cohesive one to the benefit of the psychopathic ideology most concerning psychopathic ideologies reliably generate temporary but functional psychopathy in otherwise normal people who by means of these manipulations become sufficiently convicted fellow travelers with the sympathizers to the ideology quite Literally, aside from the direct effects of demoralization and destabilization caused by the growing drift of their beliefs away from reality and towards unreality, pursuit of reality. A psychopathic ideology makes its sympathizers believe and act in psychopathic ways themselves, at least in a functional sense. These are the demands and costs of upholding the paralogic so as not to be a fool in pursuit of reality and paramorality, so as not to be, the, to be the wrong kind of person in a pursuit of reality. And slowly these victims of the ideology become, become the monsters they, they were too weak to fight. As noted previously, virtues like tolerance and empathy are intentionally perverted until they begin to, um, to bifurcate bifurcate so that they can carry, I have no idea what that word is, carry a political valence, paramorality, good morality, bad, that increasingly favors the pseudo-real ideology and becomes legitimately psychopathic as the effect strengthens. Eventually, a normal person subjugated to these circumstances ceases to be normal. This occurs when they awaken to full consciousness in the pursuit of reality. At that point, they will have reached a place where from their perspective, pursuit of reality is reality and reality is the pursuit of reality. That is, they will be psychopathic themselves in the thrall through the paralogic of the pseudo real delusion with by bifurcated and narrowed ethics and moral virtues under its paranormal system. Presumably, in the majority of such previously normal people, and this this effect is temporary and contagion upon participation in the cult. 
though it is likely that some of the relevant psychological damage will be long-lasting, if not permanent. Nevertheless, in the short form, the result of this dynamic is growing body of functional, functionally and legitimately psychopathic people occurring more and more power for themselves, which they use in psychopathic ways to enforce their ideological pursuit of reality on everyone, most notably everyone else. Wow, this is, wow, I have no idea it was going to be such a long article, but it is. It's interesting. So we're starting to notice that even though some people will start to wake up, they'll start to wake up when they start questioning things. And they question things because they're starting to notice a pattern. Some people will always be troubled by this. I mean, think about it. Notice how all this global climate change. Notice now we have commercials about climate change. It's climate change is the most, what do you call it, uh, important issue of our time. Really? Is it the most important issue of our time? And everybody's talking about climate change. You, you know, climate change has affected all of us. I notice commercials where they say it affected all of us. I haven't noticed that. Really? I haven't noticed that. But they believe it and they talk about it with such urgency that they're putting you on the spot to even dare questioning it. All right? To even dare the idea of questioning such a thing. This is this is this is what we're living in now. All right, let's continue. This process is quite exquisite. Uh, exquisite. The definition uh, deficiencies of the um, of the paralogic caprice of the paramorality and uh, the sense around the pseudo reality itself will will tend to engender uh, insusceptible. Normal people, normal persons, and similar sense of distress about inhabiting reality as the pursuit of reality exists to enable. Obviously, this is convenient for recruitment, indoctrination, and eventual psychopathic reprogramming because the pursuit of reality is constructed in such a way as to enable those specific psychopathologies to flourish and avoid detection and treatment in this regard. One might refer to the spread of psychopathic ideology and its pursuit of reality by now familiar phrases like the madness of the crowd, which is more apt than one might realize as first blush, and even psycho, so, uh, social political, political zombification. <laughs> I always use that word, the, the, the zombies referring to the left. Importantly, this circumstances implies that the that the average fellow traveler in a cult ideally not only does not realize their cultists who who is using tools and tactics of manipulation, paralogic and paramorality on people in their lives, both normal and ideologically awakened fellow cultists, they cannot realize that this without first abandoning the paralogic and paramorality that has captured them. And rejecting the ideological pursuit of reality in a fundamental way, they find themselves in the broken position not only of being functionally psychopathic, but also of being being reality inverted, 
such that they believe all normal people who are not yet cultists are the cultists while they themselves are not. This represents a complete reversal of sanity and the conversion of normal to ideologically psychopathic is by their by that point complete. These people, as many have learned the hard way throughout history, are the otherwise good people who are capable of perpetuating genocide. Um, you know, it's funny. I noticed this. There was a um uh on on Instagram, uh I came across uh a young lady who plays a guitar. She plays it pretty pretty well. And um so what happened was I kind of wanted to see if she played what what other stuff she played. And when I clicked onto her Instagram page, uh, of course, I found out she was also quite uh, quite the activist, and I said, "Oh boy!" And there was one one of her um, uh, stuff that she put up where she's like saying, "You have no idea what's going on in the United States and what they're doing," and you know, you you really need to be active. You need to be involved. If you're not active, you're not involved. You you know, you're you're part of the problem. I mean, it was. Oh my goodness. I said, oh no. Does she have to do this? And unfortunately she said, I'm not saying that you should use violence, but I'm saying you need to know which side you're on. I'm like, oh wow, you gotta be kidding me. That's that's that you know, it's always the artist. And yet I studied art and I've noticed this about people. When I went to Pratt, when I went to FIT, I noticed that they there were people, artists who were the, especially the fine arts, they were always involved in, they always described themselves as communists, socialists, Marxists. And I noticed quite a few of them and they were, and, and many of them white kids, many of them were white kids. But then again, there was also, there's also a few who are of Hispanic and Asian and, you know, and black, but most of the time it was a lot of these white kids and all of them were atheists. All of them were atheists. All right, let's continue here. Cutting the threads. What then could possibly be the answer to this perilous and perennial tangle? Fortunately, the first step at the least is very simple. It's mere awareness. It's learning to recognize the constructed pursuit of reality for what it is, a fabricated simulation of reality that is unfit for human society and beginning to reject unapologetically any demand to participate in it. This means refusing to an uh, anal analysis of paralogic by seeing its co contradictions and being held to account by the paramorality, by recognizing its caprice, malice, and evil. That sustains the lie. An old word for this is secularism in the non-specific sense. In the exact instant, one becomes uh, competent in spotting the lie or the network of lies held in service of a constructed pseudo-reality and its social enforcement. W one already possesses the necess necessary perspective to break the spell of pseudo-reality in its entirety this knowing knowing the cheat for what it is more than any other thing is how the strings of paralogic and paramorality are cut and with and with them cut the pursuit of reality will come crashing down
This can only be done by learning enough to see the games, telling the truth, and refusing to be coerced or forced to participate in an increasingly uh, hegemonic pursuit of reality before it claims totalitarian power. Speaking practically, there are two straightforward ways this can be done. One is to refute the pursuit of reality, and the other is to reject it. The most for most people, the latter of these is easier than the former, and it requires less of someone. Strength of will and character will suffice. Simply refusing to participate in pseudo reality utilize its paralogic or bow to its paramorality and to live one's life as though it is utterly irrelevant to yours is a powerful act of defiance against an ideological pseudo reality. It requires nothing more of a person than a convicted statement and that says this does not apply to me because it's not me or not even real a refusal to make decisions based on socially constructed fear and intimidation and a willingness to live one's life on the most normal terms possible this is powerful and peaceful act of defiance that many other normal people those outside of pursuit of reality will recognize for strength and will and while it may cost you in the short term in some ways it will reap reward for in the long term and others at least up until the point that the para paramoral totalitarian trap is fully sprung on sufficiently broken and demoralizing society just keep your head up and refuse to live your life on someone else's psychopathic terms and you will do much against such budding regimes refuting pseudo uh, reality is harder as it requires much more specific knowledge along with skill strength of character and courage it also must be done at least by someone if uh, someone, if an ideological pursuit of reality has already taken root, such a pursuit of reality has to be shown to be a false reality, which is to say, a pernicious fiction to as many people as possible to do it. Its distortions of reality, the contradictions of its paralogic, and the evils and the harms of its paramorality must all be exposed and explained as a first step. These objectives require devoting, devoting, which is in some sense wasting a great deal of time and expanding a great deal of effort, intentionally learning something one knows is false and therefore, if one is successful, useless. It is also demoralizing to learn, given the psychopathic nature of the material. It's not, it's not for the faint of heart, even if it goes well. All right, so if you want to study this, it's not it's not for the faint of heart here, as it says. These objectives require devoting, which is in some sense wasting a great deal of time and expending a great deal of effort intentionally and learning some, something one knows is false, and therefore one is successful, successful, uh, false and useless is also demoralizing to learn given the psychopathic nature of the material it's not for the faint of heart even if it goes well it's like apologetics you know but although it's important because i think that it if you relate it to faith to your catholic faith which you know christ is the truth and these things are false 
then I don't think you're going to be wasting your time because you're going to, you, your the idea is to save souls, is to go out and save souls. And the point is, it's hard because you got to figure out how to talk to people. How do you talk to people that don't want to listen? A lot of it requires prayer, especially for, for a Christian. It requires a lot of prayer. All right. Commonly, also, this process will not be comfortable and requires tremendous courage if precisely the kind that ideological demoralization is very effective at eroding and containing. The paralogic will interpret direct dissent as stupid or crazy, and the paramorality will criticize it as evil or motivated by evil intentions, even if unconscious. One outside of the centers when it's the core the courage to bear these outrageous insults and slander and to bear its unjust social consequences is therefore necessary. Per condition to putting a halt to totalitarianism, it is understandable why most will not choose this path, but be warned. The longer one waits, the worse this gets. Yeah, I mean listen to what they they call people racist. They call people homophobic. They call people Nazis. Look what they call. They call Trump a Nazi. They call, and it's not. It's not just done by, by people like Antifa or the college kids. This is done by people in the news media. CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NPR. They all do it. They all chose a side. They're not objective reporting. This is done by the the media, and you see it. All right. For those who will take up the task, the approach is a combination of being informed, informed Catholic here, being courageous, being forthright, and being subversely funny. Being informed is necessary to identify, expose, and explain the distortions of the pseudo reality and juxtapose them with reality. It is also necessary to make use of the most decisive tool that exists against ideological pseudo-reality, which is the law of non-contradiction. Pseudo-realities and their uh, paralogical structure always contradict reality and themselves. And exposing these contradictions, exposing their lies, being courageous, forthright is necessary to believe in oneself and one's real values, and thus to withstand the paramoralizing attacks and social pressure they will generate. But they inspire more of the same and restore moral authority to those who are drained of it by those distortions. Being subversive and funny and un, uh, and undermines the psychopathy and and will to power. They categorize the entire ideological pseudo realist enterprise. Resisting effective, effectively with sufficient knowledge, refuting is of course best, but resisting at all, even by mere refusal to participate in any obvious lie. Rejecting is also effective. This is because revealing the ideological pursuit of reality for what it is, false and irrelevant to actual reality, undermines the pursuit of reality and encourages more people to refute and reject it. Even more powerful, however, is the revealing, the underlying nature of the ideological pursuit of reality that is psychopathic to, to normal people, including those partially ensnared ranks highly among the ways the paralogical and paralogical and paranormal threats can be severed and a psychopathic reaction is precisely what will result from the effective 
effectively resisting a psychopathic ideology. This, uh, the, the challenging part is that you who dare to resist their games and who elude their trap become the target of their psychopathic ire and many sympathizers who you would usually count as friends will take sides against you. There is no neutral in the in the paramorality. The, the earlier one enters this fight, the more courage it takes, and yet more valuable it is. Some of the requisite courage to resist can be found by remembering that the pursuit of reality is not real. It's paralogic and not logical, and its paramorality is not moral. That is, it's not you, it's them. Some more backbone can be dredged up by realizing that once the pseudo-real uh, real, real begins displacing the real for even a few percent of the population, the question is no longer whether they things will go bad, but how bad they will go before the bubble bursts. Reality will always win, and calamity comes in proportion to the size of the lie between us and, and it. So it's better to act sooner than later. Still more heart resides in grasping that. It gets worse right up into a real resistance amount mounts, and then after a rocky transition, it starts getting better. The time to act is therefore now. Okay. All right, well, we're near the end. Wow. Okay, the way the way resistance just pain just plain resistance works is by restoring to the normal person the optimistic optimistic and moral authority necessary to resist the ideologies illegitimate demands to participate participate in pursuit of real fraud that that is it restores confidence in, in normality to the normal no one feels ashamed of resisting a con whatever form it takes. And this is the real phenomenon we face with any growing ideological pursuit of reality. It's paralogic and paramorality work to drain us of our sense of authority, to know what is and is not true, and what is and is not right. One's authority only lacks under the assumption of the paralogical and paramoral system, however, that is inside pursuit of reality, and it can be reclaimed by anyone who simply refuses to participate in the lie, step aside of the pursuit of reality and take the red pill as depicted in the matrix, and you'll see. Wow. Now, this is written by James Lindsay, an American-born author, mathematician, and political commentator, Dr. James Lindsay has written six books spanning the range of subjects, including religion, philosophy of science, postmodern theory. He is the founder of the New Discourse and currently promoting his new book, Cynical Theories, How Activist Scholarships Mean Everything About Race, Gender, and Identity, and Why This, this Harms Everybody. Oh, very good. All right, we finally reached this end. Amazing. All right, I like this article. It was um, it used some words that I'm not familiar with, um, but this is something we have to really uh, consider. A lot of these people, these young kids, they've all been educated in a system that parents assume their kids were going to learn something, 
that's going to be useful. And I think the average person just assumed this wasn't going to happen. It wasn't the kids were not going to be indoctrinated like a cult. They send them to the colleges, to the best universities, and a lot of a lot of this basically used social pressure. If you want to be in the crowd, if you want to be accepted, if you want to be part of these people, so you don't want to feel left out, uh, you know, they go to they go to clubs, they go to they go to protests, they go to activism, they uh, they participate, in, and then if you're not part of it, you know, then may, you know, then you're not in, and you know it happens. That's uh, you know uh, we all know that, and also they used. Social engineering, ways to break down their moral barrier, the moral barrier that their parents gave them through a Christian education, through to what their parents told them was right and wrong. And all of a sudden, the parents one day can't recognize their kids. Their kids completely change. The parents, sometimes the parents themselves indoctrinate them in this because a lot of the parents came from that generation of the of the Woodstock generation. And they were... They were uh, basically indoctrinated in that whole thing and it's sad but this is this is the reality of it all right so i'm going to put this on my um facebook page the informed catholic i'm going to do that right now and then we're going to go to the article that on life site news that was written about what dr james Lindsay wrote so all right so you, i'll meet you in the next part three of this